music, arts, and lifestyle. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Well, he co-wrote the Grammy-nominated hit song, Tell It To My Heart, for Taylor Dane. His documentary film, Beatles Stories, was nominated for Indie Awards. His baseball memorabilia collection produced three best-selling books. And now the very eclectic and talented Seth Swirsky returns to the show to share with you his latest project, a book called 21 Ways to a Happier Depression. (laughs) Seth Swirsky, if you're feeling down, he'll help you come around. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Ah, Great to have you back. Such an honor. Thank you. Okay, so now the book is 21 Ways to a Happier Depression. The subtitle is A Creative Guide to Getting Unstuck from Anxiety, Setbacks, and Stress. So you have to talk about what inspired this book because it's kind of your own journey. It really is. You know, when I was in my 20s, I'm in my 50s now, but when I was in my 20s, I went through, you know, I went through hell, really, okay. uh, with anxiety. I just didn't know, am I a good enough songwriter, am I a good enough this, am I good enough, all that stuff. But you were having tremendous success. Even during the success, it didn't seem to matter. You know, when you want to do something your whole life, and then all of a sudden you have the opportunity to do it. I was a professional songwriter with Warner Chapel Music. She was thinking, okay, this is everything I wanted, am I really actually good enough? It just was very overwhelming, and during that period of time, which... The feeling really was mostly, if you can imagine a pool of water, I always felt like my head was below the water and my nostrils were just above the water. I was just getting enough air. Uh And try and write songs in that situation, right? So I was making it through. I was having big hit records, blah, blah, blah. And during that period, I developed a bunch of coping mechanisms. Just all those feelings where you feel like you're crazy and your heart's beating fast and your mind's taking off. You are such a creative person. So do you think that the methods you came up with, a lot of them are creativity-based. Do you think that that makes a difference when you're dealing with depression to kind of take your creativity into account? Well, that's a great question. What ended up happening was I used a lot of these different things and then cut to about, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, whatever, I got my master's degree in clinical psychology. Okay. And I started to use those things that I use as a creative person. Uh But I thought that they would work very well, to answer your question, with people that are creative and and aren't particularly creative. But I do feel that creativity and thinking outside the box is something that can really help. If I can give you one example from the book, I noticed that when I was feeling very kind of crazed, when Uh your mind kind Uh of takes off and you're thinking all the worst thoughts, I found that just Buy a pad of paper with a small watercolor set, like $9. Okay. I'm telling you, if you just go to a quiet space and you put on your favorite music in the background and you just start painting and you're going to say, wait a minute, I'm not good at that. I don't know how to paint a page. I don't know how to do that. That's That's the first thing that went through my mind. (laughs) That's right. But what I tell you a book is just paint a circle and just paint a square and then paint another circle in a different color and paint another square. It's the act of painting. It's not what you actually come up with. It's doing the simplest thing possible. 
and it's not judging what you're doing as you're doing it. You can't judge it because what is it? It's circles and, and it's squares. Right. And, and that leads me to just say that was the last name of my latest solo record as a recording artist because I realized that I wanted to break my music down into the simplest components. Circles and squares. Circles and squares. It's yeah. what I actually paint. That's okay. what I paint in my own painting. And that's what I wanted to kind of convey as to where I'm at in my life. Your patients that you've had who've done this, what has been their feedback on it? When they're sitting in my office, they're saying, oh, I can't do that. I don't know how to paint. I was never good at that. And I will tell you that every time they've come back into my office, they're bringing me two and three paintings that they've made. And then they want to go larger. One of them recognized that they enjoyed it so much that they bought themselves an easel with real canvases. And then they really start getting into it. And it's become a source of deep relaxation. You see, it takes you away. Right. The, the whole reason behind 21 Ways to a Happier Depression, it's really meant to help alleviate a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression that you have. My whole idea behind it is to take your mind off your mind. Yes. Uh-huh. That That's is so true. Because the more you think about your thoughts and what's going on, the worse you get. They build on themselves. And yes. so when you actually paint, it's a physical action. Your arm is involved. Your hands are involved. Your eyes are involved. Your mind isn't involved right. because you're just painting circles and squares. Yeah, that's so true. You're listening to Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter, psychotherapist, and best-selling author Seth Swirsky here on The Mulberry Lane Show talking about his book, 21 Ways to a Happier Depression. And you know, what I like about the book is, you know, there are 21 ways that are tangible things that you can do. They're easy things to do, and they're something that everybody can do, and each little one is a great idea. Well, thank you so much. I really meant this book to feel like it's a friend, Mm -hmm. because when you're in those anxiety states and your mind is racing and it's, you know, 11 o'clock at night and it's scary, you know, sometimes your friends aren't there for you at midnight or one in the morning. And you don't want to bother them, yes. Here's another creative idea, one of those things. I just call it cutting and pasting. Mm -hmm. Have some magazines in your house and just cut and paste some articles, some pictures that you find that are interesting and have a book. It could be three in the morning. If you're all frazzed out, and all those thoughts build on themselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what I do is I just go into my drawer with some of those cut-out pictures, and I just start cutting because there's no judgment to it. Then you end up with something, and then you end up making a collage. I always paste them into a book. It's something always to be able to do. It's creative. It's a little bit different, and it takes your mind off your mind. You have done so many things in your life. You've written hit songs. You've done a documentary film. You've written books. You've collected a lot of baseball memorabilia. And now this. So how do you keep all the balls in the air? And how do you know what your next project is going to be? You know you're asking the greatest questions ever. (laughs) (laughs) Those are such great questions. I appreciate them so much. I really do. Thank you for asking. Uh I live by this quote that's from the great surrealist painter, Salvador Dali. He once said, every morning I wake up, I ask myself, what is Salvador Dali going to do today? And I love the idea that each day is just, it's it's a new day, like a new baseball game. You know, you might have lost the day before, but today is new, and I love that. And I never knew before I wrote songs that I'd be good at songwriting. I never knew 
that I would ever write a book. Oh. I never knew I'd make a documentary. I never knew I would paint. I never knew I would become a clinical psychotherapist. I never knew these things. I'm the kind of guy that feels like, you know when you go to a party and there's a pool and everybody dips their foot into the pool, their toes in, and they say, oh, it's so cold, it's so cold, and they go away. I'm like, I don't dip my toes in, I jump in. You jump in. <laughs> I jump in. <laughs> Gotta take a quick break. Don't go anywhere, because when you come back, you're going to jump right back in with Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter, documentary film producer, author, baseball memorabilia collector, and clinical psychotherapist, Seth Swirsky, here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. And here's one of Seth Swirsky's songwriting hits, Tell It To My Heart. I feel the light explode when we're together. and everything in between. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. You're listening to Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Seth Swirsky. He's also a clinical psychotherapist who's written a book, 21 Days to a Happier Depression. With a friendly little book, he's helping you overcome your anxiety and depression. And he's talking about the steps you have to take to get there and how he embraces many projects. Because at the beginning, I thought, you can't write songs. Look at all the people on this roster of professional songwriters at your company, Barry Gibb and Sting and all these people. You can't do that until I thought, yes, I can do that. Why can't I do that? They're just people, too. You know, I'm not comparing myself to them as songwriters. They're some of the greats of all time. But I'm saying, if you allow yourself to not be afraid of making mistakes, yeah. if you're not too judgmental on yourself, just go for it. But how Every, did you uh, accomplish what? all of these things you've done with your anxiety? Oh, well, that was really difficult. It really is about putting one foot in front of the other and recognizing that sometimes you have to take some steps backwards. You're not always going to get out of that bad feeling state. And it's also recognizing that you're doing the best that you can. Then you let yourself off the hook. If you can get rid of the shouldas and the couldas and the wouldas, yeah. right? You ask me how I choose a project. Right, what's going to be you know, next? When I, when I think of an idea, I always ask myself, is it a film? Is it a book? Is it a song? I never quite know. It's an idea that I want to do, but I'm not sure what's the best art for it. Okay. What's the best art form for it? So what I do is like I always... Some people don't understand this idea, but I actually do this thing. I flirt with ideas. Now, you know when you're 17 years old and you flirt with somebody, it's the best feeling ever, right? Flirting at any age is the best feeling ever. I'm always flirting with the idea of doing, hey, I like that idea for a documentary. It's what project 
flirts back with you. Okay. Okay, so how do you so know it's flirting back with you? <laughs> because it stays in your mind. Okay. And you get oh, yeah, a good you can't feeling. get it out of your head. That's right, and you get a good feeling. You know that when you flirt with somebody, they're doing it back to you. You're, so right. you're saying, it feels good. It's just a matter of feeling good. Okay. And so that already tells you that it's probably going to be a feel-good project, and people respond to feel-good projects, and it's also easier to make them as the artist. Right. So what are you flirting with now? Well, <laughs> as I mentioned, my last record is called Circles and Squares, which I'm very proud of. I think my best solo record. And it's gotten and, a lot uh, of awards, too. Yes. Uh -huh. it, it has, and it's won a lot of year-end polls for 2016. Uh -huh. And then with this book coming out, you know, 21 Ways to a Happier Depression, yeah. it was in the top 20 on the Amazon list. And awesome. So that's been another one. And, like, what I'm doing now, I'm, I'm really flirting with the idea of doing a documentary on uh, collecting baseball cards. Okay. So would it, would it be something where you would interview the actual collectors? Well, when I was nine years old, I collected the entire top set of 1969 cards. And the idea really would be where I'm leafing through the entire set, which I have right now. And all of a sudden, I'd be looking at a card, and the camera would go into the card. And before you know it, the guy who played back then is sitting right before me, and he tells a story about... Uh, just baseball players tell the best stories in the world. So, you know, documentaries or film or any kind of art can be a great time machine yeah. back to a feeling. Yeah, you know, right, right. That's when you know they're working. That's when you know they're really working, when you feel a feeling in a film. You're listening to Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter, psychotherapist, and best-selling author Seth Swirsky here on The Mulberry Lane Show, talking about his book, 21 Ways to a Happier Depression. There's a trend in everything you do is storytelling, you know, from, you know, writing a song yeah. to the documentaries. So now, how does the psychotherapy side of you come into the storytelling? Oh, that's, a, that's another great question. When I did Beatles stories, I interviewed almost 100 people that had met the Beatles. I'm not just talking about fans, but people that had worked with them as engineers or former girlfriends or, you know, uh, actors like Ben Kingsley and John Voight and Art Garfunkel and Graham Nash. I love asking questions. I love trying to get to something a little bit deeper. It fit very well with me becoming a therapist okay. because when somebody's sitting there on, on the couch, many times they just tell you, you know, the basics. But I like to go a little bit deeper. So and the so psychotherapist gets the story. Doesn't tell the story, exactly. they get the other person to tell the story. That's just what I did with the Beatles stories. I okay. wanted them to tell the story. But I wanted them not just to tell the story of where they were when they heard Hey Jude. So what? I wanted them to tell me the story behind, you know, what did Paul say when he first heard it? We don't know that. Right. With the writer of the biggest hit of all time, you were in the room, I would say to the engineer. How did he experience that? And he said, well, I've never been asked that before. Yeah. I'm a very curious person. I really want to know why things happen or how they happen, but not in a typical way. Right. I kind of want to know about the human emotion behind, behind it. Or what drives yeah. it. Yeah. Interesting, because we were you know, going through your book and reading it, and one of your 21 ways to a happier depression is to write out a to-do list. And you have a yes. quote in your book where you talk about how sometimes even when you accomplish something and you didn't put it on your list, you'll go back and write it in just to cross it off. 
Yes. And that is actually what our mom has always done. So we saw that and we said, oh, Seth has something in common with our mom because he does that too. <laughs> That's right, because when we're in a state of feeling depressed, and I'm not talking about deep, 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 dark depression, although it could be, it's almost like we put on a pair of dark glasses that everything we view through those glasses is not positive. We look at a beautiful room we just designed, and yet we see all the little scuffs and the paint on the wall. What I think helps with that is a feeling of a sense of accomplishment. So like if you only have three or four things that you need to get done, but then I think of the things I already did that day or the day before, and I write them down just so I can cross them off. And when I look at that list, which now has 12 things on them, I say, I only have to do two of those things because I've already done 10 of the others. I'm giving myself credit. I love it. I'm just telling people in that chapter, basically, that you deserve to feel like you've accomplished things. Because before you know it, you look at that and you say, you know what? I did a lot. As opposed to thinking, when you have those dark sunglasses on, I never do anything. Right. Look at all my friends. They're doing this and they're doing that. You know, you go on Facebook when you're feeling down. Oh, you go on these yes. places. And everybody has the perfect family and the perfect this and the perfect that. And, and it makes you feel, when you're feeling a little bit down, it makes you feel like, I'm not doing as much. Well, you know what? Start making lists of some of the things that you need to do. And before you know it, you got 20 things that you've crossed off. And you say, you know what? I'm a pretty worthy person. Yeah. I'm a responsible adult. Yeah. Look at what I'm doing. <laughs> That's always a good feeling when you realize that. Yes, it is. Good. I'm going to go make my list right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can cross off interviewed Seth Swirsky. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Seth, we want to thank you again. It's always a pleasure having you on the show, and we love how you always share your heart. I like what you said about the book. It's a very friendly book. It is like chatting with a friend, and we can take you with us wherever we go. Well, I appreciate that so much. And that's why I kept it nice and simple. It's not like you've got to read chapter one to get to chapter three. The chapters are really two or three pages long. But there's pictures and watercolors. You can just open it anywhere and get an idea that might be calming for you. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. When the next documentary is done, you'll have to come back on and talk about it. Oh, I can't wait. Well, the author is Seth Swirsky, songwriter too, and the book is 21 Ways to a Happier Depression. Keep it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. We'll be back with everything you need to know about Lustfest coming up this weekend. And here's that song he talked about, Seth Swirsky's Circles and Squares. Circles and Squares.